Hey, this is Hannah, and you're listening to episode 70 of In Todd We Trust, Quarantine Edition, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies and also gets off topic. Today, we'll be discussing Motherless Brooklyn. DJ Rubbish. On the ones and twos. Still getting this Nutrigrain Valley bar out of my teeth. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Uh, welcome to episode 70 of Entire We Trust. 70, wow, that's a lot of episodes. Uh, quarantine edition. So we'll be reviewing movies that are accessible on streaming platforms. Um, primarily, I think we'll do streaming platform originals. This movie actually was in theaters last year. It's a little bit different. Uh, it's on HBO Max for you who want to check it out. Head to itwtpodcast.com to access spoiler-free one-sentence reviews and movie ratings, episode descriptions, song of the week playlists, movie soundtrack playlists, and a submission form to be a guest on the show. Reminder, I'm now in San Diego, so if you'd like to be a guest on the show, uh, I either have to travel to you, you have to travel to me, or be in SoCal. You can always listen and watch the podcast every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Today's guest is Hannah. What's going on, Hannah? Hello, Todd. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Very for sure. excited to be here. Yes, yes. Hannah is one of my first friends I made here in San Diego. Uh, one of the kindest people I've ever met, actually. Um, like, I feel Thank like, you. yeah, I, I can't really like see you doing uh, anything mean. I, I don't think you have the ability to be mean <laughs> to anyone. Like, I can't I can't really picture you being mean. Oh, well, thank you. I don't... Yeah. I, I don't really have a mean bone in my body. I, I don't, don't think, think so. Yeah. I'm I, trying I, to think of an example, but I don't even know. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't even see you. Maybe you had like a mean thought towards someone, but I can't see you actually having like. <laughs> Never go any through with actions. anything. No way. I would feel bad for having a mean thought. I feel like that's yeah. <laughs> primarily where I'm at most of the time. Yeah. Like, oh, don't think like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I can 100% see that about you. Uh, met you. while we were playing volleyball. Um, now, I will say, I think you possess a lot of talents. Volleyball might not be one of them. Um, which is all good, I but agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but we still pulled out some dubs uh, while being on the same team. So, uh, so it was good meeting you. Uh, great hike, hiking photographer and hiking partner in general. Yes, we um, did have a very fun day. We did. We had an adventurous day when adventurous we went hiking. Would be the, um, the initial hike we went on, we could not find it. We never found it. We drove up this mountain uh, <laughs> through the path that was only for ATVs and bikers. Um, we didn't find that out until we got to the top or maybe near the top of the mountain. <laughs> uh, very narrow path for my car, but we made it up and we made it back <laughs> in one piece. So thank God. And then we actually went to a different hike. Um, that was actually a pretty solid hike. Good it views. It was like very steep, only three miles uh, round trip. So it was a good workout. Uh, I know we chatted about this before we started recording, but you had a really cool weekend. Yes. Um, really toasty weekend fun. here in here in San Diego. For those of you who aren't aware, we do we are experiencing uh, wildfires um, about 30 miles uh, east of San Diego, which we are still getting some residual effects over here with the ash and then also uh, the smoke covering the sun, which came out to be like kind of a, a cool scenery, but also kind of eerie on Sunday. You got to go whale watching, though. I did. I was on the water all day on Sunday, so kind of escaped the heat, escaped the crazy San Diego crowds. Dope. Um, We left from Mission Bay, and we went on about an eight- or nine-hour boat trip all the way out to San Clemente Island. That's cool. 70 miles west from San Diego. That is a hike. Yeah. It was. Did you see a lot of whales? We did. We saw quite a few. We were on the hunt for blue whales, but we only saw Brutus whales and a minky whale. Okay. Um, But still, just a quite the sight to see they're not nearly as big but they're still huge 
that's like awesome. 60 feet. That I awesome. I would totally appreciate doing something like that. I totally want to. I'll add that to the list. I didn't even know that was a thing uh, until you Definitely mentioned it earlier. Um, or I think would here. Be the month to, would be the month to go. October, okay. Yes, they say that's what, well, that's the great migration. Well, okay. not the great migration, right. but a migration um, of humpback whales that are coming through. Interesting, okay. Um, the south, I want to say. Not positive. That's yeah. pretty cool. I, I did not know that was a thing in San Diego. Um, you're the first person I heard mention it. I know I've heard about that in Alaska. Um, some yes. other areas, but um, that's that's really cool. Uh, what was I about to ask you about that? Uh, oh, have you done it before? Was it the first time? Um, it was my first time in Southern California, but not my first time whale watching. I've gone in Hawaii before. Nice. And that's just incredible because it's basically guaranteed you're going to see humpback whales and they're breaching and jumping. Yeah. Super playful. Um, so, which is incredible, but we did have one that was pretty curious with the boat and playful this weekend, really? a minky whale, which I personally never heard of. Yeah. Um, quite a bit smaller, about 60 feet. Okay. Well, that's not that small, but relatively yeah, compared relatively, to yeah. other whales. Um, and it was like swimming under our boat, swimming around us, um, breached. Did you get then, some good videos or pics? Uh, we got one good video. I okay. personally didn't take it. Someone else on the boat Hannah, had a come on. GoPro. I know. I was just, although Hannah, I was Hannah a little is slow. I wasn't that coordinated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah is considering, uh, switching over to iPhones we were chatting about earlier yes. too so then then you'll then really I be able to get a yeah video. for if sure if I had an iPhone it would probably be video <laughs> or picture proof I was there there we go <laughs> um so shout out to all also I want to mention that to all the listeners out here who um who uh I haven't met personally yet I had some friends so my weekend was pretty cool too I had two friends visit from Chicago uh and one of them their mother listened to the podcast so it was just crazy. I did. Yeah, it's, it's wild. I did not know that I had um, different, you know, some of the listeners that listen to the podcast. I don't know until, you know, either they'll reach out to me or someone will tell me like, hey, I have a coworker who listens to the podcast or someone I haven't met before. So shout out to all the listeners who uh, who listen to support the podcast who I have not met before. Um, really appreciate it uh, and your support. Um, surfing update I have to give this week. So I've, every week I've been giving a surfing update. This week I actually have a real surfing update. Went surfing this past Sunday. Um, shout out to Millie and Nick for taking me out and showing me the ropes on the water. Uh, it was pretty chilly and I did not have a wetsuit, so it was a very limited surfing outing. And it was also pretty crowded this weekend. Um, but I'm excited to continue to learn and, and uh, get a wetsuit. I've uh, been shopping wetsuits. I was just showing you I had some had some pulled up and saved on my uh, on my laptop and yes. went to Rip Crow this weekend. So if you have any suggestions on wetsuits, I'm all ears if you're listening. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to continue to, to surf. It's very tough. Uh, definitely have a lot of respect for the water and the dangers of the water and the power of the waves. Also, a girl got stung by a stingray while I was there um yes. right by where i was at so very happy it was not me sad that it happened to her i know that if i get stung by a stingray i probably will not go in the water again not anytime soon so fingers crossed that that does not happen to me uh song of the week what you got for us song of the week <clears throat> mm, let's see i have been listening to don't wanna by heim Oh yeah. H A I M. Hey, I'm Heim. I don't know how you say it. I, I, yep. I don't know. I say it differently every time. <laughs> every time I great band. Their name. They're really awesome good. Awesome yeah. band. Always coming out with great new stuff. I believe that was an album from 2020. Oh not yeah, yeah. Sure. I think yeah. it was off their new one, but is it off the new? I don't know yeah. if it's off the new one or not. I know that they did just drop a new album that I I really love. I love Los Angeles on there, and then there's another song I think it's called it's Three A.M. or something like that. Yeah, Three A.M. was on that same album. Uh yeah, so those are both jams that I I uh, saved, but I mean they they. Um, the album in general is, is really good and their previous work is really good too. So, 
Um, definitely a fan. My song of the week is Hit Different by SZA. I <clears throat> was talking a ton about it on my personal Instagram uh, when it dropped last week. I knew when it, as soon as it dropped, it was going to be my song of the week. I love SZA. I'm obsessed uh, with her. I love everything she does and cannot wait for this upcoming album that is that is dropping this year. So um, shout out to SZA and Ty Dolla Signs also. Uh, and hopefully uh, Kendrick also drops an album this year. That would be awesome for the label and for myself as well and just salvage the rest of this year. So, um, so yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, this next round. So for those new to the podcast, uh, every week we do random rapid fire. So it's 10 or not 10, eight questions <laughs> that my guest has no prep for. And see how yeah, see how you answer. Sorry to spring it on you, Hannah, but you <laughs> well, know it's I'm just nervous. Yeah, it's just how we, we do. Go. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. You ready? I'm, I'm super Shake it ready. Off. Oh yeah, here we go. All right. If you were a detective, who would you want to be your partner? Ooh, who would I want to be my partner? Um, my mother, I would say, because okay. she's already my like partner in crime and everything. Nice. And I feel like we might not actually get any work done because we'd laugh the whole time. Yeah. But at least we'd be having a good time and we wouldn't get bored. That's all that matters, <laughs> right? Not the actual crime, just having fun. Uh, have you ever, um, have you ever, wait, what is this? I didn't finish the sentence, but I do remember what I intended to write. Have you ever spied on anyone before? Have ever spied on anyone before? Well, in terms of spying, physically spying, Instagram stalking. Uh, we'll go with, with binoculars. Physically stalking. Physically stalking. Um, no, I cannot say. Oh, actually, Ooh. we have a cute new neighbor that just moved in. Ah, ah, the cute. We call him cute new neighbor boy. Um, may or may <laughs> not like creative. Peek out the door every so often and gotcha. see if he's hanging out. Maybe invite him over. Nice. Hopefully he hears <laughs> no this. Intent. I'll send him the link. I'll send him the link to this. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right. So Maybe shout we'll out to Keaton Neighbor Boy. <laughs> yeah. This is your big break. Um, <laughs> if someone murdered you, who would be the prime suspect? If someone murdered me, who would be the prime suspect? Oh, no. You have any debts out there? Do you have any d- pool sharks? Think. I don't Should know. Should I admit them? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know if you say it out loud. They might be coming for um, you. Um,. My roommates. Mm, <laughs> you should yeah. check them out. Oh. We're together twenty four seven. They would know everything. That is true. Yeah. Oh, is this yeah. a sign for I help? They they better be listening. Yeah, better. it is a cry for help. It sounds yeah. like. Um, <laughs> if you could live anywhere, regardless of rent and cost of living, where would it be? On a boat. Really? Yes. I did not see that but answer coming. I, I, I was right off my mind. Wow. <laughs> That's wild. All right. Yes. Yeah, random rapid fire. A, a sailboat, though. I would a definitely sailboat. want a sail. Okay. Um, yeah. So not like a cruise ship. Like not a, a cru- no, not at all. Like a pretty m- moderate size sailboat. Nothing too big, but nothing too small. Got like it. maybe room for like four other people max. That's the most modest answer but. I think I've ever heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have an a- maybe I'll add add this question to one that I ask every single week just out of curiosity. Right. Um, have you ever spied on someone or been spied on? We already got that one that we we know you <laughs> spied on somebody, but have you ever been spied on? Have I ever been spied on? Not that I know of. They must be pretty good if they are, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you didn't caught them. Okay, no, I gotcha. haven't caught them yet. I hope Who they're not Who is spying on you? Hmm. It makes me wonder. Yeah. If you could go back and live in any time period, which would it be? Oh, we were just talking about this last night. Um, but I change my mind all the time. I yeah, think I would one. love to live in like the era of like flower power and like all things hippie was that 70s is that 70s yeah that's what i was thinking yeah i just love the style i love like the carefreeness um all the flowers of course yeah just kind of like the go with i could see that i could see in the the hippie era yeah (laughs) yes um favorite sushi flavor 
favorite what flavor? Slushy flavor. Flavors. Oh, I've never had a slushy actually. Okay, this is two <laughs> weeks in a row. This is insane. You I, and Kayla both have not had no. slushies before. Or she said she didn't really drink slushies. Have I've you never, never had a slushie? An icy? I think I, I've never had an icy either. How is that well, possible? Well, actually, an icy I think I have had. When we were younger at the movie theater, actually, yep. they had the icy machine and you yep. could mix the flavors, but I'd only ever had it at the movie theater. Um, what two flavors would I always mix? One of them was a funny brown color and then the red or the blue one. Okay. I wasn't even sure. I think it was That's just wild. the idea of having one Have of those. you never had a slushie? I think I went to 7-Eleven for the first time when I moved here. That's insane. Yeah. What's going I, on? I Where are you from again? Montana. Montana, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Do they not have them there? I honestly don't think they do. Uh, they might have it in the bigger city, but we don't have them in Bozeman area. That is crazy. Wow. Um, if you had to rewatch the same movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, the same movie? Pirates of the Caribbean. That was that was a wild... <laughs> That was that was quick and it was a wild answer. I I do like Pirates of the Caribbean, but um, like it doesn't, that's your jam. It doesn't know, get old. Doesn't get old. No. Or the Iron Man movies. They also don't get old. I feel like. okay. I feel like I could sit down and watch them at any point in time. Yeah. Something. Yeah. 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 Hey. To each his own. I feel like to those are own. super random movies. Though. They're random. I did not see them coming. I mean, this, the no. answer for these is usually always, it always throws me off a little bit, uh, what people choose. Um, it's, like, already good. Like, you're never disappointed. It also, yeah. like, it's entertaining. Yeah, I it's mean, by all means. A, like, for all ages. Yeah, like, yeah. It just, yeah. It's a, I feel it's it. It's a classic, you yeah, know? I Disney, right? Yeah, I love or Disney. Or is that Pixar? No, it's Disney. It's okay. definitely Disney for uh, for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and yes. then Iron Man is. I guess Iron Man is technically Disney now because it's with Marvel, and they bought Disney, oh, yeah. or Disney bought them. But um, all right, let's get into this movie here. Uh, Motherless Brooklyn. IMDb description for the movie: In 1950s New York, a lonely private detective, afflicted with Tourette syndrome, ventures to solve the murder of his mentor and only friend. Uh, movie released November 1st of 2019. Uh, notable cast: Edward Norton. I cannot pronounce this girl's name, and I meant to look it up before this. Uh, I think it's Juju, um, and I won't even try to pronounce her last name, uh, but th- Laura in the movie. Laura, yes. Okay. Laura in the movie, beautiful actress. Um, I love her in everything yeah, she's, she's in. Stunning. I actually just talked about a, uh, a show that she's in, the morning show, on uh, on Apple+. Plus. I mentioned that um, a couple weeks ago. But anyway, Alec Baldwin, Will- Willem Dafoe who I just learned how to say his name correctly. If you just heard me, I was about to say it incorrectly. Again, I thought it was William Defoe, and I'm sure a lot of people listening also thought it was William Defoe, but it is Willem Defoe. I don't know why his parents named him that, but it is, and I'm <laughs> sorry for saying it wrong the whole time. Um, Bruce Willis, Bobby uh, Cannavale, I think that's how you say his name, I'm, or else I'm just messing up a ton of people's names. And then Michael Keith Williams, also in this huge list of stars in this movie, stars to the cast, did not realize all these people were in this film until I started watching it. Um... Edward Norton was the director and writer for this movie. He's the only film he's uh, directed prior to this was Keeping the Faith that came out in 2000. Uh, novel, because <clears throat> it is based on a novel, is by Jonathan Lethem. Movie was two hours and 24 minutes. So pretty lengthy movie uh, and a ton of people. Like I said, a ton of people in the cast. This is the first movie since we've been back from quarantine that I've done that was actually in theaters and uh, <clears throat> obviously did not come out this year. came out last year and I actually meant to review it last year and it was in select theaters so didn't get a, a chance to but I was excited about it when it first came out I do like Edward Norton what were your thoughts when you know obviously I shot you a list of a couple different movies to choose from what 
made you choose this one uh, and what kind of stuck out and what were you expecting before watching it? Um, I definitely, the list you gave me was very good. All the movies did, um, kind of, I was interested in, yeah. but this movie specifically because it did say, uh, mystery crime yeah. in the description that I read when I looked up these movies and it had Edward Norton in it. Obviously yeah. I can't really pass up a movie with him. I don't think I've seen a bad movie yeah. with Agreed. him. Um, especially since he was the main character with Tourette's syndrome, yeah. I was interested to see how he did play that role. Right. Um, so that was kind of like the main factor. And then. I feel like the description doesn't give a whole lot into what it will be about. So that was yeah. interesting to me because it said mystery crime and you're wondering what the mystery is. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. It definitely did not give a ton. Um, I, which I think they did a good job of, of not giving away a lot and not really, it's kind of misdirection in a sense. Cause sure it is about the murder of his, uh, his friend and mentor, yes. but obviously, you know, you come to find out that it's a lot bigger, broader, uh, corruption, um, which a lot of times with mystery films and crime movies that ends up being the case, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, it was. I thought it was. Um, I was super excited about it, and you know, as I was watching, um, I will also Edward Norton, like you said, I haven't seen a lot bad with him. Superhero fans out there, we know him as uh, the original Marvel Universe Hulk. Um, before they switched to Mark Ruffalo, I actually preferred Edward Norton. Uh, I do like Mark Ruffalo a lot as well, though. <laughs> I you know Mark Ruffalo, I think does a great job in, in pretty much everything he's in as well. Um, and I am a friend, a, a friend, a fan also, like you said, of uh, crime and mystery detective movies. So, you know, I feel like this was right on par pretty yes. much. Um, the private investigating portion of the movie, obviously, uh, the premise and what, you know, what kind of what they do and what Lionel or Edward Norton, the movie does, um, definitely not a profession that you think someone with Tourette's, uh, would have, right. uh, which was a nice spin or take on this. Uh, it was mm-hmm. just an interesting piece that they added in there, but it's definitely like the worst profession to have Tourette's in, except oh, for maybe for sure. being like a librarian. But like, right. <laughs> it definitely. Oh, I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. Um, the reasoning for like adding that bit in there, I'm not sure, but I think they like fulfilled it very well. Hundred percent. Um, I think. Uh, Edward Norton as an actor was incredible with 100%. how um, he portrayed himself as having the syndrome and also how the whole movie and anybody he interacted with um, how they too reacted and how it made his job like you could definitely tell um, things in his job as a private investigator that made it worse or things that would um, help him out yeah um, so I thought that they covered that really well without making the whole movie about him having Tourette's, that I, makes sense. I 100% agree, and I think that I've talked about on this podcast before, and I talked about it actually last episode in regards to movies where someone has a disability of some sort, mm-hmm. where a lot of times the entire movie then is about them having a disability or it's like Correct. a side plot that kind of takes away from the actual movie. And I liked in this one, it was just who he was. Like, right. it wasn't, again, it wasn't like we had to go back and see you know, his whole, obviously he mentions it and alludes back to being a child and, Mm -hmm. you know, being bullied about it. You know, he briefly talks about it, but again, it doesn't take up the entire plot and it's not like something that, um, that's the main focal point. It's just about like, Hey, this guy just happens to have Tourette's. Exactly. Um, It was his character. It was his character. And like you said, he played it amazingly. Mm -hmm. Um, it is creepy, you know, as I was as I was watching this and just kind of watching the methods in which they found and, and obtained information about people. Kind of creepy to think about how easily people can get information on you uh, or someone can follow you and you not know it. Again, like you said, if, you know, if yes. someone spied on you, they've been doing a good job. But um, obviously, even now, more so with technology and the ability that, you know, we all do it. We creep on social media. We let, you know, we see 
someone tells you a name or you meet someone, you look them up on Instagram, you look them up right. on Facebook, whatever. Um, and it is how, obviously, this is all information that you're willingly putting out there, but it is still creepy sometimes to remember and think about that, you know, and, and me as a Orange Theory coach or, you know, anyone who has kind of a job where people can kind of come and look up information about you pretty quickly. If anyone met me or, you know, wants to know anything about me, they can sign up for an Orange Theory class and they know exactly where I'm going to be Monday through Thursday, exact times. And anyone can sign up for a first class free. So if anyone just finds me on Instagram or, you know, oh, I'm just, oh let me check this tie guy out. I'm going to go to this class and I don't even know, you know. So um, it can, it, you know, it can be kind of creepy at times. Yes. But um, when you kind of think about it, uh, you know, most people I think aren't, uh, you know, serial killers or, <laughs> you know crazed uh citizens but it is kind of creepy sometimes to think about very frightening um i'm always uh worried i'm gonna miss something with detective movies so and especially you know this is a pretty lengthy one and you could tell early on in the movie that it was gonna be one where you have to pay attention to, to you know pretty much every detail mm -hmm. uh this movie i think did a really great job of recapping and clearing up questions as you, you know, if you weren't paying attention, and if you weren't paying attention, um, or I, I shouldn't say if you weren't paying attention, but if you kind of missed something, again, right. as information is coming out, there's naturally things that, oh, I didn't catch that, or like, oh, that tied into that. I think also with him having a, a photographic memory and him kind of recounting some of the information, it allows you to also look back and say, oh, okay, I got that point now that they've kind of rehashed it. Yes. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with you. And it's a good point that you made because there was one point in the movie I did pause it. Yeah. Um, and I was watching the movie with my roommate. And I was like, wait, wait, hold on a second. I yeah. had to clear some of the people up. I was like, oh, this person. Did I don't want to give away too much, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, no, we, we spoil here. We oh, we spoil do spoil? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, we spoil spoiler up. alerts, everybody. Yeah. You're going to have to watch it. <laughs> but I did pause it probably with like about 45 minutes left. Yeah. Um, I was very confused um, about Paul and Laura's father. Got it. Um, What was his name? Or um, he was killed, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but the, some of the names started confusing me, and then you're like, yeah. "Wait, that's he's related to her." That so, yep. um, yeah, you definitely do have to keep an eye on it. But he did a good job. I think like two minutes later, he actually went back and um, answered my question, Edward yeah. Norton himself. Um, but it was, I do have to say, I finished this movie, um, willingly, obviously also didn't watch the podcast. That is yeah. rare for me. I yeah. feel like it's hard for me to watch movies sometimes because I just, if, unless they draw me in in the first yeah. like five minutes, I'm like, Oh, I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but this movie definitely from like the first minute was like, you're like gripping, like you're like, wait, what? 100%. Yeah. So it started off like really, um, fast paced, yep. um, which was awesome. And then, yeah, you just kind of were along for the ride and yeah. you were i feel like i was shocked almost at every event or you you had for questions sure. I, and i'm didn't with answer you them all right the way, away yeah. um and i think that's what kept it like a good mystery filler because like some of them you watch and you're just like oh like you could have solved that like you kind of right, guess right. it before it happens <laughs> yeah. but this one i have to say um there wasn't really anything that i saw coming i, I just, see yeah i was pretty shocked actually by yeah. the um, our main culprit, honestly, who he yeah. was and the power that he held. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I agree with you 100%. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, similar to like you said about some movies kind of miss the mark, in my opinion, by, you know, trying to uh, be like covert with some of the clues and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, an example I'll give is like the movie Inception. Right. Like I didn't understand that movie when I finished it and it wasn't good enough in my opinion for me to go back and try to put the pieces together. I don't want to have to watch a movie 10 times to understand it. <laughs> right. Like, no, it's if just I don't, unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Right. So if you do that, it, I think some people do that and it's like, Ooh, the movie's just so deep. And I'm like, no, you, you missed the mark. You didn't properly tell the story. If 
majority of the population is completely confused when they finish it. So I think this movie did a great job of having these clues that we didn't see coming, but then also fully explaining it. Like you understood at the end. Like you're like, wow. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. And I think that they did, you know, a great time. I didn't have to watch, you know, I have to read three articles after to understand. (laughs) I have to Google like what happened to these characters. Right. You know, they did a great job of proposing a ton of questions, but then also answering them. Uh, and you're right. I think from the jump, I mean, very first scene, I was completely engaged. Definitely the longest oh, yeah. movie I've reviewed in a while. I mean, yeah, two hours and twenty, and a, yeah, two hours long. and a half. I mean, basically two and a half hours is a long time for a movie. And at no point was I bored or I was wondering. A lot of times with long movies, there's points where there's lulls, and you'll say, "Okay, this scene could have been cut out," or like, right. "Okay, or what like, are we doing what's here?" Taking so long. Yeah, there was none of that. You're right. There was none I of didn't... that. And I think part of that is because they did a really great job of and when they, I mean, Edward, obviously it's based on a novel, but Edward Norton, you know, directed, written the screenplay and then obviously was the lead actor in it. He did a great job of putting us in his shoes in us going along the journey of figuring it out. I think mm-hmm. sometimes with movies, like you said, we understand, like we know the the ending or we know like, you know, they'll, they'll allow, I can't remember the, what the term is actually for theater, but when the audience knows something that the main right. characters don't know, they oh. didn't do that. And I hate that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we see that like someone did something shady, but exactly. then the head character, they don't, they don't see don't it for like it the end. And you're like, oh, but I already figured this out. And it's so frustrating, right? <laughs> yeah. So I like with this one where we're all in the dark, like we're all figuring it out as he's figuring it out. So I think that was a really great point in, in how they did this movie. And again, it just, I just thought it was a really, really good movie. They did it really well. Um, I was surprised in the opening scene right away. Not very many movies is the main one of the main characters killed off that quickly. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Will- Bruce Willis, especially a big name actor. Yes, a yeah. big name actor. You're thinking, well, you read it in Edward Norton, and then it's Bruce Willis. Yeah, and you're thinking, oh, he's the main part of it. Sure, yeah. And all of a sudden, in the very first couple scenes, it starts right away. And so yeah. I think that was um, a good indicator of okay, we're. This is going to go We're somewhere right interesting. It, yeah. yeah, like what's going to happen now when he's gone all of a sudden? Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think that it was like, uh, you know, 16, first 16 minutes. You mm-hmm. know, I was looking at the runtime. First right. 16 minutes, I mean, they did not miss. They were just going, going, right. going, and it oh, just yeah. sucks you in. Didn't stop. And like you said, I think sometimes with movies, um, especially if you're not someone who's a big movie watcher, but even for myself, if a movie doesn't grab me in the first five to 10 minutes, I'm out. 100%. You know, I, I do that all I the time on Netflix right. where I start something and I go, Hey, this is, this is not hitting right now. We're going to turn this off. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You didn't grab me. So right. I think that this one, like you said, from the very first scene, I mean, it almost felt like the movie, it almost felt like the movie had a head start. Like you felt like you started, it was like, wait a second. I already missed a scene. Like it was just exactly. going. I usually um, like, to, if I'm going to watch TV or watch a movie, I turn it on as I'm like making dinner. So I yeah. go to the TV, I turn it on, um, sit down and trying to find it on HBO Max. And yeah. then all of a sudden I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah. this never happens. Usually I can be doing something else while I'm watching it. No, but yeah, you yes, have to be, you have definitely, to be I, all, for all the listeners, you guys have to check it out. Definitely worth one, checking yeah, out. Definitely worth um, if you haven't already, then, you know, definitely stop listening now and go watch <laughs> it and then, and then listen to the podcast because it is definitely worth uh, going through and figuring out the mystery together. Like I said, it's definitely worth that. Um, the opening scene, like I said, I was nervous the first 16 minutes. I was, you know, you, you felt that character. I think, again, he did a great job of putting the audience in Lionel's uh position mm-hmm. like I felt like I was him I like I was definitely felt how he felt throughout the movie I was confused right. when he was confused when he figured stuff out I was equally as like shocked and you know so they did a great a job there anxious for him too some of the things absolutely. he did alone and where he went yeah um kind of wanted to watch your back yeah absolutely uh this movie is set in you know we mentioned it in the in the description but movie set in the 1950s and I think I had to keep reminding myself 
uh, of that because certain technologies just weren't available 70 years ago. And sometimes with mysteries uh, or crime movies, there's a lot of times, and I talk about on this podcast all the time, and sometimes even have a whole section of the review where I'll talk about where things just don't make sense. And I'm just like, make it make sense. And what happens is with movies that are set in current times, we know there's so much technology that is very hard to commit a crime. And it's very hard to commit and get away with much it. Much as, yeah, much as get away with get it. Get away right. with it. It's very hard to commit a crime, get away with it multiple times. So the days of uh, a bank robber who gets away with it years and years or a serial killer, that doesn't really exist now. When's the last time you heard of a serial killer on the loose that has killed, you know, 30 people are killed and we have no idea who it is? That doesn't happen these days. Mm-hmm. There's too much technology out there, GPS cameras. Everyone's always watching. Everyone's always, always watching. People talk. People talk. There's just There's, too much mm-hmm. out there. Uh, for that to happen so i think that was smart that they put it back um you know they put it back here 70 years ago where some of that stuff wasn't available and it makes sense why they weren't able to you know identify quickly with license plate or they weren't able to quickly why someone can pull a gun out in broad daylight and they're not scared about someone seeing it or witnesses or cameras or anything like that so um again i think that's a good tool here um you know, not only just the detective piece and kind of going back to the days where detective movies and even the music that they use in this movie felt very, like, nostalgic. Right. Uh, I'm saying that as if I'm, like, 70 years old and, like, <laughs> I lived back then. But uh, but still, I think they did a great job there. Um, sometimes, <laughs> it's really funny, I thought about this in this movie when uh, Bruce Willis gets shot. And sometimes in movies where there's gunshots, you know, he got shot in the side. I'll say to myself, like, oh, they can survive that. And it's so funny because yes. I say it as if I'm a nurse a, or something or, right. like, I'm a doctor and I have any – I have no experience with gunshot wounds. But I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that's cool. He, that's just right. a, he'll like, survive. Like, how, who am that I to was, say if someone right. can That was my very first thought. I was like, oh, there's no way Bruce Willis is dying. I was no. like, he's going to live through this and then they're going to go on together to figure this out. Yeah, And yeah. very quickly we find out that that is not the case. Yeah, it is um, It is confusing. But could he probably survive today? Uh, yeah maybe i felt like he could have yeah 100 percent. based on like other movies and stuff like that where people get shot but again going back to he's been shot far worse in other movies right yeah i'm gonna say yeah if he yeah if he made it through (laughs) die hard you know then come on so um so yeah no i same way i mean in this same way it ties back into the time period so if they were in this time then yeah you would have to make it a little bit more really you'd have to get shot in the head or something you know but um but kind of going back it makes it a little bit easier he there was confusion for me. So I, I read the IMDb description before okay. watching the movie. So I knew that someone was going to die. Right. And pretty quickly, because of the situation they were in, I was like, okay, it has to be Bruce Willis. But like, also, it's going to be Bruce Willis. Like, it was almost like that it's confusion of like, right. wait, so like, like is he going to die here? Is it going to like happen? Like, no way he's going to die in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Like, yeah. maybe he'll die later or something like that. And he gets shot. I'm like, maybe he'll survive this and then die. Or maybe it'll be a different guy. Just because he's such a big, he was, I mean, I mean, kind of thinking through he might be the biggest name in this, right? Right. Willem Dafoe, maybe, but like also Even up Alec there. Even Alec Baldwin was in Alec Baldwin is high, yeah. Yeah, but like compared to Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis, yeah. So, right. I mean, I, I would say he's the biggest name in this movie. I feel like so, reading that cast list, he's the first name that you go to. Edward Norton, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, a couple like movies speak out. Um, yeah. But Bruce Willis, you just immediately are drawn to. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. Uh, so they he did a good job. And like I said, I something I had been talking about, I mentioned it earlier, but something I've been talking about a lot on the podcast recently, I think just because I've been doing, I don't want to say lower level movies, but with streaming movies, <laughs> sometimes the quality isn't just amazing, but just realizing how important writing is. So shout mm-hmm. out to obviously the original author of this, uh, the book that this movie is based off of, but then also Edward Norton converting it to a screenplay on 
you know, proposing questions that then get answered and are tied up by the end of the movie. Um, Because that is a very tough thing to do is to have all these moving pieces and moving parts and then also not leave any cliffhangers at the end. Because there's a lot of plot holes in a lot of movies and it's very easy to do that when you're trying to create a movie and tie it all in at the end. Right. um, And have the foresight. So... Yeah. And I personally don't love when a movie ends and then I'm left to kind of interpret what happens. Yeah, I hate or that. Or yeah. I just, it's not, I would rather them show me what happens or at least give you. like a little bit of insight. It's like, oh, this is how their future went on to be. Yeah. And I really, um, I enjoyed the ending of this movie. I, I thought lot, it wrapped yeah. it up good. I didn't have any questions. No, I yeah. was like, wow, this was like a really good movie. Yeah. Um, it was also interesting to see, though, because it was based in the 1950s, mm-hmm. um, how big a part corruption played then as it wow. does in every time period we it, yeah. can kind of see. Yeah, now. I was totally going to talk about that. So, like, uh, so going to, I guess we'll start with Moses Randolph. So, right. in the movie, so Alec Baldwin's character um, is kind of the source of all the corruption and kind of the head honcho here, the, you know, head antagonist. Uh, who is moving all the parts that are uh, against Lionel's character and, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately who ki- <clears throat> excuse me, killed Bruce Willis um, or Frank in the movie. That's the name, right? Frank. Yes, yeah. Frank was Bruce Willis. Um, so I knew what, what I thought was funny, um, kind of related to his character in the movie. When they first showed him, they showed his back. So, like, for the first, this was an yes. interesting thing, too, storytelling tool. Uh, and it just kind of goes to show how identifiable he is. And I didn't realize, I never thought about it before, but for the first, like, I want to say 60 seconds to two minutes of Alec Baldwin being introduced in the movie, they showed his back and they showed his, they showed him without showing his face. Mm-hmm. And then slowly they show his face. But before even seeing that and before even knowing Alec Baldwin was in the movie, I knew it was Alec Baldwin. So oh, I saw his back. I was like, oh, I said, oh, okay, right. Alec Baldwin. Because it just, he has such an identifiable. I guess back of his head and his stature. So um, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I really wanted him to die by the end of the movie. So <laughs> you kind of thought he was going to. I thought he, he was would going be to the next victim, either from maybe not necessarily from Lionel, yeah, but some way, some way be affected. Because you think, okay, doing. bad guy dies right. again. I think that they wrapped it up perfectly at the end and realistically. Because uh, I do enjoy yes, when movies are realistic. You know, let's let's point. be realistic here. You know, if that in that same situation now, no, the the low, you know, low end private investigator who just happened to figure out this crime is not going to pull up on him. You know, the the most powerful guy in the, in New York City and right. shoot him. You know, what I mean, exactly. that's that's probably not going to happen. So I think I liked how they kept it realistic. Um, I think it's just kind of scary, and we'll get into kind of all you know, kind of what you're talking about with the different like social and world issues and issues with our, you know, especially specifically in our country right now and what happened back then. And then, um, you know, kind of how his, his role in all of that, but it is scary to think that there's, uh, there's a lot of men like him in the world. There's yes. a ton of, there's a ton more a, than we can probably imagine. Yeah. There's a ton of Moses Randolph's in, in the world right now. And this movie obviously came out last year. And again, this topic is very relevant 70 years ago, just as much as it is now. But then, you know, obviously everything that's going on now with social justice this year, um, it was crazy to watch this movie now for the it first was. time. It was an interesting time period. I wonder yeah. if, um, we would have had different reactions and thoughts if we did watch it last year in yeah. theaters, just based on the current events of everything. Sure. Um, but it was the theme of it. I thought was very. I don't know if relevant would be the right word. Now this year yeah. it might have been relevant, but sure. when they made it, I don't think that that was their um, intention. No, I don't think it. But I don't. I definitely don't think this movie, when it was made, 
was meant to be social commentary. I, mm-hmm. Obviously, there's social commentary in it, right. but I, I and obviously it's based on a book too. So exactly. it's not like the it's not like the book did that with the intention. I don't think that that wasn't the focal point. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Obviously, it cannot be ignored, um, and it is a part of the movie. But I don't think the focal point was. Um, was racial injustice. I think that was just a piece that naturally happened. You know, it's happening now, but very much was happening in the 50s. Oh, very Um, much so. And every decade after that, And every decade after, yeah. Just, you know, it's Uh gotten better. You know, it it has gotten better, but still a ton of issues um, and and baby steps for sure. Um, Especially in the movie and their language too. Yeah, You could definitely tell it was not in this era. No, absolutely. Not just like their clothing and their cars, um, but the way they spoke to one another, the language that they used, how they went about um, things like in general, like meetings. Absolutely, definitely um, in the 50s and definitely when uh, racial tensions were at the about to come onto their their height, I guess, Mm -hmm. for that, um, that century in a way. Um, I don't know if I even say the height because it is just it's just different. It's just different. different. You know, there's a lot of a lot of racial tensions, and even now there is, but it's not even so much. I'd like to say it's gotten better, but it's just changed. I guess mm-hmm. the fight has changed in a way. But um, but anyway, yeah. With you know, with him, I was having a conversation, and I was thinking about it through this movie. I've had a conversation with a few people. Um, I feel like more this year than any year, and most recently with my mom about how I think that anyone who is given power will abuse it. I think with anyone who's given a significant amount of power will abuse it. Now I think the degree in which they abuse it and how they abuse it is different. So my point being, so I think if someone's given a lot of power and enough power to where they can get away with wrongdoing and know they have no consequences, we'll use it to satisfy whatever vice they have. Now someone's mm-hmm. vice might not be necessarily that bad. So I mean, people have different afflictions. So maybe some people are alcoholics. Maybe some people are drug addicts. Maybe they're sex addicts. Maybe they're um, pedophiles. You know, we, there's a lot of people in high places who are pedophiles, and we've seen that abused, you know, in a lot of different Very ways, horribly. Too. Very recently. Um, maybe some people, you know, are liars. Maybe some people are thieves. They embezzle money. So my point is, uh, there's a lot of different vices that people have, and sometimes they're not necessarily as... Um, as uh, toxic as the ones I just named. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think what's something that, you know, I I, I, I deal with. I have a bad <laughs> sweet tooth. Um, but <laughs> oh, don't, yeah. I, I have a horrible sweet tooth. Um, but, you know, I the example I was giving, I think to her and maybe someone else I was chatting with was, let's take, and obviously right now, you know, a lot of the conversation around uh, police brutality has been, you know, a big topic over the last couple of months and obviously not something that's new right now. It's just being recorded. And it's important to understand that, um, that, you know, and it's, there's so much conversation around. I think in my, in my perspective, it's important to not generalize anyone. That's something I feel very strongly about not generalizing any group of people and looking at the individual or individuals involved. And, you know, so with police brutality, understand that not every police officer is a bad police officer. There might be things that need to change in the system, but, right. um, you know, identify the ones who are best. I was actually having this conversation with uh, a police officer for uh, San Diego who actually patrols the Pacific Beach area. I met her through a friend, but she happens to uh, patrol this area, too. Um, and she was like, yeah, people should be outraged. Like, those cops should be dealt with in X, Y, Z, and the public should feel this way. But it's also important to recognize that we're not all bad. And I 100% agree with that sentiment. Some people don't agree with that. I totally do agree that not all are bad. Um, 100% agree with and, you. And you can't do that for you can't do that for any group of people. No, that should um, be 
the case for any any it, literally group any group of people like, yeah any you group. can hit like anything yeah that's just how i think that's how we should always react so 100 like if one person makes a mistake if one person messes up if something goes wrong i don't think they should be associated with everybody else that holds that 100%. title or position i think um we do need to start being more um vigilant on how we kind of like approach those issues of individuals instead of like generalizing everybody yeah. and throwing them all in that group because then that gets dangerous too 100 um, percent. so yeah. and and you know there's so many issues with that and i think media plays a huge role in inciting violence and division and, and everything but anyway i brought a police officer so i said hey um my point is i said to my mother you know let's take a police officer whose kid runs a red light and another police officer pulls him over gives them a ticket Chances are, if their father is the head of, or it's just a police officer, but let's say they're even higher up, like, you know, their they're head chief or whatever the title is, chances are they're probably not going to pay that police. They're not probably not, not going to pay that ticket, right? They're going to get off. Now, is that a severe or, or super malicious crime or abuse of power? No, not really. Like, that's not, not going to piss me off too much as a, uh, as a citizen or, you know, they didn't hurt anyone by erasing that ticket. However, it is an abuse of power. Like the, end of the day, it is illegal for them to, you know, take that ticket away. That person broke the law and now they don't have to because of a connection and the power that their parent has. Right. So, again, if you have and I think most of us would do that. I'm sure that if my dad was a police officer and <laughs> I had a parking ticket or I ran a red yeah. light and he was the one who pulled Call me over, things. he's probably going to say, all right, hey, go home. Stop running red lights. Right. Yeah. He's probably not going to give write me up a ticket if you pull me over. Right. Does that make him a horrible man? No. Is yeah. an abuse of power? Yeah, by definition, it's abuse of power. So right. I believe that most people, again, if given enough, if given power, will abuse it to some degree. Yes. Um, and so I think go, with the movie too, he Alec Baldwin himself had a whole conversation with about Lionel abuse, yeah. about abuse of power specifically yeah. and yeah. his role as he plays as the most powerful man. Right. Um. Yes. Yeah. So it's, I thought that was really interesting, and in him kind of going in and saying, "Hey, base, he was basically saying." Similar to what I'm saying, except for it just was a very, right. very disgusting example he gave in this it movie. It was. It was Alec uncomfortable Bar to listen to, it, honestly. It really was. Because, like, I feel like he had very vulgar language in that scene specifically. Absolutely. In, the, in, in this scene, one of the things that he mentions, amongst other things, is that he raped this girl who um, ends up being, you know, Laura's mom or whatever. But, um, but he raped a girl, and he was basically saying, hey, I have the power to, like, if I want to do that, um, and obviously in this time in the fifties, even worse, cause he just, he was like, you know, if I want to rape a colored girl, um, cause it was a black girl that he raped, um, and even more so again, being able to get away with it then, uh, he was like, I can do that because of the power that I have. And because, you know, I, you know, whatever owned the hotel or whatever the, the case is, you know, the example he gave. Mm -hmm. And again, very disgusting, very disgusting, but, or that he felt like that he could also say that and get away with and it and get away with it. He's admitting which, all this to this right, private investigator, which is in the 1950s, but yeah. really how much has changed in that oh, respect? No, nothing's changed. Like, yeah. No, no, no. I believe that there's probably men and women too. I don't want to make it's any, um, gender right now, but yeah, like, people I'm sure can still say that and get away with it. One hundred they hold yeah. positions of power. Whether we hear about it or not. Yeah. It's oh, crazy that's, to imagine. And that's the disgusting part. I think right. that, you know, if you see something like that, you get frustrated. Um, but it's not, you know, I'm not watching, you know, Thanos go on a, a rant on in Marvel talking about how he's gonna get rid of half the population. You don't it doesn't really incite a lot of like emotional response because it's <laughs> it's fake. You know, right. we know that there's no alien out there that can just snap his fingers or we don't think <laughs> and get rid of half the universe. Right. 
2020 is not over yet. We- 2020, yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, <laughs> I will, yeah, fingers crossed, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but with this, it's relatable because you mm-hmm. know there's probably a ton of men like him who feel that way. Oh, so, of course. Especially men, people yeah. in power. And it, like, this was, we keep saying, oh, it was the 1950s. And they uh, were saying, changed, yeah. yeah, like, really nothing has. And for them to bring up such, like, a, a powerful kind of, I don't know what necessarily category you put that under. Yeah. But that that's a topic as well as it was then as it is now. Yeah. Like that's kind of bizarre. Whether yeah. they felt like it was made in 2019. Yeah. So whether they put it in to kind of appeal or kind of help yeah, incorporate I, modern times or not. It I, mean, I don't happened, think they did. I, I honestly don't. And I, and I don't know, again, I didn't read the, the book, so I can't say what things were added. What, what, you know, what wasn't, but right. no, I think that this is a, I mean, it's definitely a topic or an evergreen topic that can mm-hmm. always be brought up and that's not going to change. I don't think that there's always going to be evil people in yes, the world, right? Correct. There's going to be evil people. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. There's always going to be good people. There's always going to be amazing always, people. Right. Yep. Because it's a spectrum. Like, we really can compare the amazing people without having the ones that are It's just not. the way it is. There's good and <laughs> right. bad. That's just the way it's mm-hmm. always going to be. Um, and, you know, what What the conversation is now with, um, you know, with any, any type of reform is just holding bad people accountable for bad actions. Mm-hmm. But trying to get rid of bad isn't possible. Right. But there's always going to be both. And again, the way you abuse power might change, but there's still going to be people who abuse power and there's still going to be people who use power for good. Like, you know, always. It's, not, yeah. it's always going to be that way. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we can probably lessen it or try to make again, it yeah. more, but. Exactly. Yeah. You try to f- perform it so that the people who do bad have more consequences mm-hmm. or aren't able to easily get away with it. But, um, but yeah. So I just or thought the people that was. people who do good also are recognized more and yeah. their actions are seen more. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think that's right now, I feel like that's really hard to find any good yeah. right now yeah Not necessarily good but find um people who are getting recognized for it oh yeah that, seeing it, actions like oh wow like look at this li-. and it's the littlest things too that yeah. can be highlighted that just aren't oh absolutely i never watch the news so i i never I agree <laughs> i have twitter which is my favorite social media mm-hmm. platform and how i get a lot of my news and um and you know sometimes it's you know Twitter's a nice place because uh, obviously there's a ton of like stupid stuff on there and a lot of funny, humorous things, memes, uh, funny takes on actual news. But I think it's a good place to get a lot of bipartisan news because mm-hmm. you get it from both sides. Yes. Uh, and then also some information you get, it now prompts you, you know, if it is a joke, it prompts me to go on and do my own research online. So, uh, so it's an interesting place um, and an interesting mm-hmm. platform. But yeah, I think, you know, I've never been one to watch the news growing up and I, hundred percent i don't even have cable i have the streaming platforms but i never even seek out news now uh which is different from the generation prior to us and i know some people my age still do watch the actual Mm -hmm. news and read newspapers and things but um most of it's negative yeah most of the news is negative which is hard that's like just another stressor to us right now yeah causing more anxiety and just stuff that you don't want to hear yeah like make and who knows what's really true and what's not Exactly. Um, so I agree with you. I don't seek out to watch the news no, anymore. I don't. Um, yeah. I don't think it's worth like the mental exhaustion personally that it yeah. has on me. Yeah. I think like I take not too personally, but I definitely feel fully invested when I'm watching it and yeah. feel too much for what's going on. Yeah. Um, and that's like a big, like toll energy toll. I feel like that takes on your life for um, sure. Yeah. And it's, it's not, not adding anything to it. Not for me. Yeah. Say. Definitely not. Definitely not for me. I've I've never been a news watcher. Um, but yeah, it is interesting to see, you know, some of the, you know, even in this movie talking about, uh, just different systemic racism that still mm-hmm. exists today. And, uh, you know, and, and here they, you know, briefly tuck on what was going to be the start of gentrification, uh, because of Alec Baldwin's character, Moses mm-hmm. Randolph in New York city and specifically Brooklyn and, uh, or Harlem 
that they were gentrifying at the time. And it's, it's crazy because now fast forward 70 years and those areas are very much gentrified mm-hmm. and it's, it's very commonplace now, you know, it's not even a huge, I'm not saying not a huge thing because there still are uh, protests about it and people are still outraged about it, but right. it just happens so often now where you see, you know, I, I, li- I just came moved from Detroit prior to coming to San Diego and they're in the process of a lot of gentrification and, you know, in some ways it is good, not the gentrification portion, but in some ways it's nice to see the um, people who are really trying to improve neighborhoods without pushing out the people who are natives to that neighborhood. Correct. But unfortunately, there are areas where it is like, hey, get up out because we're putting the shopping center here right. or, you know, this this trendy coffee shop um, and people who aren't actually respecting uh, the heritage and the people who live in Detroit and who have always lived in Detroit. Right. So it needs to be like a mutual respect thing. And I feel 100%. like if it was approached as like they could work together, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot more could be done yeah. and like people would be more open to listening or yeah. working with one another. But. So, um, so yeah, so it, it is crazy, but you know, just looking at this movie and, and you know, them kind of going into some of those issues without that being the focal point of the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Edward Norton's character, like we said, I feel like he did a really great job playing his character huge props to him playing a character with Tourette's I can imagine that would be very uh difficult it's sad to see um that people who you know like who dealt with different disabilities and this being one of them uh were treated like animals you know or treated like outcasts so many years ago before they had names or before they had um you know uh it was a diagnosis. Exactly. It was like, oh, something's wrong in my head. Yeah. It was in the 1950s, and they didn't yeah. know what Tourette's was. Well, right. I don't know medically if they knew right. um, what it was. I can't say that. But in the yeah. movie, it did portray it as no one knew what this syndrome was. They didn't yeah. have a name for it. Um, and he was teased for it. Um, and, like, growing up in the orphanage. Oh, which is gives the name of the movie, Motherless Broken. It took me yeah. a minute to figure out, but I got that part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and everyone kind of had a different reaction to it. I know yeah. Laura, she um, really um, respected him and was very like kind and being like, it's okay, like yeah. I understand. She didn't ask any further questions. She didn't right. tease him. And then, of course, Bruce Willis was like um, playfully teasing him. Like they right. got along with one another. He never uh, said anything in a hurtful or harmful way. Right. Um, and then obviously we had our bad guys. Um, right quote-unquote, um, that did tease him for it and kind of use it against him yeah. um, and call him names, which is right. unfortunately still happens today. Yeah. Um, but there, you kind of saw all spectrums of how um, someone with that disability could be treated. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, th- I think um, it was interesting to see how people react. It's interesting to see how people treat other people when there isn't social pressure to treat them with respect. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Obviously, there's certain things now that, like, obviously, we would never publicly ridicule. So I would say, I like to say obviously, but obviously, mm-hmm. there still are people who <laughs> who would. I just but, can't yeah. but it's not socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was socially acceptable for them to ridicule him and right. not face nobody, any backlash. Nobody yeah. cared. They could do whatever they wanted. Exactly. So it is cool to see the people like Laura in the movie who still showed him respect, even though if she didn't show him respect, uh, there would be no you know, no one would bat an eye at it. So right. um, really showing someone's, you know, true character. And he also was very open about it with himself. Yeah. Like he did a good job of kind of, he was very aware of it and yeah. didn't try to purposely hide it. I mean, unless he was working the case and had right. to stay quiet, he knew what could help it. Um, right. But he was just like, yeah, totally. Like this works against me a lot of the time, but it also right. can help me in terms of um, 
like his organization and picture yeah. or photographic memory yeah. and stuff. So it was cool to see both sides mm-hmm. of that and, and how, you know, he was very gifted, but how Bruce Willis, you know, even if it was for his <laughs> in somewhat his own selfish way, right. uh, can kind of hone those skills and, and find a place for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone gets killed, though, I will say if one of my friends gets killed and I feel like they're wrapped up in something like crazy or above me, I'm not searching to figure out i'm not i'm not searching to see how you get killed so that because i in my mind i'm like okay you're about to get me killed right. like it's crazy that lionel did not get killed to this point and they I didn't take him out at certain points yeah there was many times that he was being watched by for sure um tony what would you yeah yeah by tony and yeah. tony I ended tony, up yeah. being on like kind of working for them keeping yeah. tabs on him and they grew up together in the orphanage and yeah. worked at the same i knew tony was gonna be shady right at he's the very probably moment yeah he's with, always um, shady in movies with frank's wife, wife. i knew yeah at the I, moment that they you saw them together in yeah, that first you scene, knew yeah you knew that something was going on and for you were sure angry about um but it is shocking yeah um but lionel i it just it highlights Lionel's character even more yeah. that he was willing to go to those lengths for Frank. And then of course we saw at the very end that Frank would have done the same for him yeah. because he did leave him the deed for the house. The cool like lake house or whatever Beautiful, it was. Yeah. Wherever it was. And the information um, on Laura. He right. didn't give that out. He knew Lionel. He always trusted Lionel from the beginning and we yep. knew that from what he said, but we didn't really see it play through right. until the end. So you exactly. weren't really sure if, Oh, is he just saying this? That was cool to or, see. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of see their relationship and understand their relationship through the lens of Lionel after Frank had passed. So that was kind of cool too, for him to kind of recount his upbringing and his connection with Frank. Uh, So you kind of wondered um, when he first got killed, they only had that one interaction together. And you didn't know how close they were at that point. You kind of saw he came to him directly and was like, hey, Lionel's in charge. I trust him. He knows what to do. But still, like that he could have reacted like that to anybody as far as we knew five yeah. minutes into the movie. Yeah, so. I thought that yeah, I thought they did an amazing job there. I thought that they did a great job with just 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 the description of the movie and the way it played out. Again, they used every two and a half hours strategically. There were no For flashbacks, sure. which I feel like I, which I, I'm not knocking flashbacks, but flashbacks are sometimes kind of a lazy way to just like boom, we're gonna show you all this stuff, this information mm-hmm. so that we don't have to address it again. Boom, everyone knows. Where with this, they did there weren't flashbacks. So everything that we knew prior to the movie was just uh, was just natural dialogue with, with Lionel and his or character. Or Lionel and himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool to kind of see, you know, that dialogue kind of play out in his uh, his narrating of the movie without yes. their needing for like kind of these I don't want to say cheap tricks, because again, I'm not knocking flashbacks. A lot of movies use them as a device and that's fine. But uh, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of a creative and well thought out and well planned movie like it just was really well written very everything was explained very well but without being too straightforward yeah it was like like it wasn't telling you but it also wasn't making you question it absolutely uh i'm i am a little upset that he was able to get laura though i was like no way i yes no way really well the first scene that they danced together yeah i was like all right or the little bar yeah i was like really i was kind of surprised i was like i could see you and then you knew he was gonna do go to all lengths to save her after that yeah 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 and it was interesting because after he met her, every time he was around her, he really didn't have any bad um, symptoms of the Tourette's. Yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of, and you made, you made you wonder, like, oh, does being around her, like, calm him down? Is that yeah. um, helpful? 
Yeah. So it was very that was crazy. In, I mean, he didn't like from the jump. I felt like she was kind of into him. Like it didn't take much. Like much. It wasn't like he saved her life and then she was like, "Oh, I kind of I fall for him." Like prior to even really knowing who he really was and the danger she was truly in, she was kind of into him. She was, uh, and he had lied to her. About, yeah. Like she didn't even know who he was. Yeah. I was he like, was what? Not honest with her. How was? Yeah. I did. I was. Yeah. I was like, no way. You know, he's able to get her. I was right. literally. I was saying uh, audibly, sitting here on this couch. No way. I was like, no, no. <laughs> No, this no, cannot Lionel. happen. No, like when they're about to kiss, and I was like, not in it, not in a million years, right? Uh, but yeah, so that I thought that was funny. I do like Edward Norton, and he was a character that we all loved. I felt like watching uh, again. You felt like you were you were his partner, like as you're watching you the movie. You kind of you felt were very you were there. drawn to him. Yeah. you wanted the victory for him. Absolutely, uh, which I think is a huge piece with any uh, with any protagonist. You know, you want to be rooting for them uh, so that you're engaged in the movie. Bruce Willis's character, uh, just very smooth. He was only in there for a, a few moments, and even though he did end up getting killed, just a very smooth uh, character and, and true to his name uh, or true to his description or how they looked at him and being the head of the organization. Uh, obviously very, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, definitely a sleuth with how he put that information together and how he hid it from them and then knowing that Lionel like would be the only one to get it. He went in there knowing that there's a possibility yeah. that he wasn't going to come out. Yeah. It was very possible. You got to have and backup he didn't plans. Directly yeah. tell Lionel that. No. He yeah. told Lionel the plan of the day, but nothing farther than that. And we yeah. have to think Lionel probably didn't know anything more. Right. No. Than what he told him before going into that room. Yeah. And for him to know that, okay, if I do go out, he'll have my hat and Lionel will be smart enough to recount the information and find it. Right. I just thought that was really cool. And it, it wasn't corny at all. And again, no, they just, he gave him just enough information to where it wasn't too much. And yeah, so I just thought they did a really great job with that. Uh, his wife was obviously fed up with, <laughs> was definitely fed up with him. Uh, I, hence the hookup with Tony. I thought that was just so dirty with, Tony Very and her. uncalled for. Was and made you wonder was that going on before Frank died? Yeah, I think it and was. Did they yeah, just like, finally admitted after. Oh, Frank's gone. This is fine now. And how cavalier he was. I was not a was. fan of her. What is her name? I always forget. The actress. Yes. I played, love her as an actress. Yes, but yeah, she's I can't, awesome. Yeah. And then in this movie, just threw a she wrench sucked, in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's like this. Yeah, she was very dismissive with the death, and it, it kind of seemed like she was almost glad. It made yeah. you wonder was she part of the death or was she part? of I the thought plan? there was going to be some type of connection. I'm glad that. They didn't go that route right and um, then she never really came back into it it was no. which was cool i th- yeah. i like that they didn't make it all about no their relationship or her anger Same. towards him Same. like they brought it up once you were aware of it but then yeah. it went right back to lionel and what he was doing to figure it out absolutely yeah so i I'm, I'm with you on that i'm glad they didn't harp on that too much i also like that they made frank human and he wasn't just like this figure that was like perfect and they did right. break it down they're like hey realistic like you know lionel goes in at you know near the end is like hey realistically he was greedy and he was going and he was a regular gumshoe trying to like make a good deal mm-hmm. and then i like the ending of lionel using the leverage and the information he had to instead of trying to just get money off him show that like okay he, it was him really caring about laura right. and if it meant that she could stay safe and they leave her alone that he'll leverage that information so him doing it you know just being selfless in the in the character and him all the way to the end, all even the when way. he had all the power in his hands, um, just being true to his character and, and having integrity there. Yes. Uh, so I thought that, that spoke a lot about him and still being truthful with Laura and telling her, you know, what actually happened mm-hmm. um, and just being straightforward. And, didn't and keep it from her. Yeah. So I respected I respected everything about how he went about the final yes. uh, moments and, and as he figured out the mystery. 
Um, yeah, Tony, I was not a huge fan of him. Uh, no. The twist at the end, totally didn't see it coming. You know, I, I did not see if anyone watched this and they're listening to this review and they're like, oh, I, I put it together. Then please let me know um, because I <laughs> and tell I me at what not. point because <laughs> I did not see it minute. coming. Yeah, not at all. It reminded me. It's very similar. I don't know if you ever watched the show How to Get it Away with Murder. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, depending on when this book was written, I'm assuming it was written a while ago. Uh, How to Get Away with Murder kind of took some pieces of that, and I'm sure it's been done before. Um, there's only so much you can do with different different movies and plot lines, but had a similar had a similar uh, twist in it <clears throat> in uh, in one of the seasons. Um, when he was reading that birth certificate, I was out loud like, "No way!" Yeah, I was like, "It's not him." Yeah, I was like, "Really? That's how they did it?" Because you really very... thought it was gonna be Paul, right? Like, when they brought it Paul, was Paul. Like, oh, okay, it's Paul. You're yeah. like, "Oh, that makes sense." No yeah. wonder they thought they met at that committee meeting, and then he right. was like now giving him all this information. Right, like it just made sense. Yep. And then you kind of like, "Oh, duh," but yep. then no, no, no. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, he had a he had a quote. Will, Willem Dafoe, uh, Paul's character, or mm-hmm. um, Willem Dafoe's character, Paul had a good quote satisfaction won't unburden a tortured heart yes um i thought that was interesting uh and i kind of agree with it in a way i don't necessarily agree with lying um not necessarily i don't agree with lying but i do (laughs) agree that sometimes certain information isn't worth telling someone because sometimes it unburdens the person telling it and just harms the person that they're telling Mm -hmm. especially you know almost you know the saying ignorance is bliss I do agree that that sometimes is the case. And it's like, you know, um, I do think when it comes to the birth of, you know, who your father is and all that stuff, that's information that, hey, you don't have the right to keep that from someone. Right. Um, I do believe, though, sometimes there is information that is better left just, hey, it's no need to tell them. It's only going to bring them heartache. Um, But, yeah, what did you think about that quote? Um, It definitely did. When he said it, I did, like, re-say it in my mind. I was like, oh, wow. Um, it was pretty significant and pivotal at that point in the movie. Yeah. Um, because you were, you thought, my, well, my initial thought was, okay, um, he doesn't plan on telling Laura himself, yeah. Yeah, I didn't which think I were, yeah. wanted him, I wanted him to, yeah. um, when he knew that Lionel knew and that Lionel was probably going to tell Laura, I wanted him to be the person yeah. that he was like, okay, like it, it is time. Like yeah. it's gone too far. Her safety is more important, yeah. um, than the politics of this. Right. Um, but would you read it back to me one more time? Yeah, the- it's, yeah. Uh, the quote is, uh, where is that? Satisfaction won't unburden a tortured heart. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you think about Laura and her yeah. character and what she's doing, um, well, in the city and who she's involved with and who she right. knows. And she isn't totally aware of what's going on or that she's like such a significant part in everything. Right. And then it makes you wonder, you're like, well, will this be like, do you want her to know basically? Yeah. Um, because she is doing so well and you know that it would like crush her if she actually found out the truth. Right. Um, but yeah, it makes you wonder what if she, if she had a choice, yeah. what she would want to know versus yeah. not know. Yeah. That's yeah. why, and it is crazy that like she was assuming that Paul was her father because right. she was doing math in her head, like, okay, look at my father, look at my mother, like, because Billy, they was told that Billy was her father. Exactly. She's like, hey, and I'll so she it. finally admitted to him, yeah. and she was like, okay, but obviously he already knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we found out that it wasn't even Paul. Um, right. So yeah, uh, just just wild, wild ending there. Uh, overall, though, I thought it was a very solid movie. Um, one of the best last year in hindsight. After you know, after 
really watching it and, and thinking about the movies I saw last year and reviewed. I uh, wish I would wish I would have watched it sooner. Um, I felt like the music was great in it. Well, it just it just fit like that old like detective type feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it really did. Classic crime detective movie. Uh, didn't realize the amount of big actors in the movie. And uh, and yeah, I just thought it was I thought it was really good. I wonder if it is yeah. loosely based on uh, true stories. I mean, I'm sure that the people who it's not far from it. I feel like no, it's very realistic. There's definitely people in positions like that who do operate this way. So um, so yeah, right. I just thought a really great movie. Awesome. On a scale of one to ten, what would you rank it? Scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably rank it around a seven. Seven. Yeah, I thought it was. I really liked that it had a plot that like led somewhere. Yeah. Um, instead of just all these events happening and then just okay, that was all. Like that was the end. Yeah. Um, I liked that. I like um, like kind of uh, what would the word be? Not purpose. The lessons that it mm-hmm. gave us um throughout and the different characters and their troubles and how they dealt with that and how they went through things yeah. and then also for the name I really when I first read it Motherless Brooklyn I was yeah. like that's like an interesting name and I wasn't quite sure why they named it that and you didn't know right away there's no. not a lot of movies I read the title and I'm like what does that mean it's usually about, yeah you figure it right, out right you soon, figure yeah. it out or it just is like super obvious but this one i didn't and then you don't really find out till probably halfway through yeah um and that made me really honestly like the movie a lot more because it wasn't just speaking about lionel yeah it was speaking about everyone he worked with but also laura and the other women she worked with she did obviously have a mother but um had right. died like very early on that's true yeah and so I didn't a think about lot that, yeah. of good point the characters were motherless very yeah. sad um but that i don't know I the, think about the that. name really just was really i really it made me like it more which i know is yeah. like a really minor detail but i think they really um did a good job with all the little things in this mm-hmm. movie um that we may not think about but made it like a really good movie i'm glad yeah. i watched it and like i told you earlier like i finished it i mean that's a yeah, pretty right? big deal <laughs> To watch a whole movie in one sitting. I can't tell you the last time I did yeah, it's that. It's a long one. It's a it, long was, one. it was a long one. Um, I was a little nervous starting it. I have to admit, like, yeah. I pressed play, and on the bottom of the screen, you know how you can see, like, yeah. your progress. I was like, wow, I have two hours left. Oh, when I started, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely dreading two, uh, sitting for two and a half hours, but, again, I'm glad I did, and I, I thought yes. it was a really great movie. So if you have time, I totally would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um I give it a eight point six out of ten. That's pretty high ranking for me. It's a uh, very high ranking. It's uh yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really, really great movie. And like I said, in hindsight, it was definitely one of my favorite movies that that dropped last year. So sure. would highly recommend top of the list uh to check out if you have some time. And the uh, characters, like you the actors that are in it, they did you really can't get job. much better than that. Yeah. In yeah, terms of cast. all of them together in one movie. Great cast oh. and um yeah, they all did a they all did a great job. Uh, and and shout out to Edward Norton. Yeah, really great movie. I'm sad that he did not get enough recognition when it came out last year, because mm-hmm. uh, I felt like he definitely he wrote it, have. directed it, and started it. And started it. Right? it yeah, wow. yeah, great job by him. Mm-hmm. Um, any movies or shows that you've watched during quarantine that you suggest people to check out? Um, yes, I'm a little behind. Okay. Um, people probably have already seen it, but House of Cards. Oh, yeah. has really um drawn me in yeah over quarantine i love it i can't believe i haven't watched it before yeah um but the new season does come out in november so i'm trying oh to, they have a new season they coming. do have a new season this is the, coming this is the last out. one right it's the very last yeah. season it's only eight episodes okay um but i'm on season five or six now whatever one's before this one coming up yeah um so looking forward to finishing that and then okay. for the new one to come out um that's in terms of tv shows we also 
What else did I just I did watch House of Cards. I think I watched the first so three seasons and then I, I fell off. Um, you do kind of fall off in the fourth or fifth season. Yeah. It slows down a little bit. You're like, yeah. not It as was that first through <coughs> wild. Oh my gosh. That first <coughs> season yeah. I couldn't stop watching. It was wild, crazy. Wild show, yeah. I feel like what movie did I recently watch too that was really good? Um well this one obviously. Yeah. Actually I don't know. Probably I haven't watched a different movie. Yeah. I haven't been to the theater in a very long time. Yeah, it's been some we time. We did the outdoor theater has been open. Oh the yeah. The one where you sit at the screen like outside. Um yeah. the only problem is they don't start till like nine o'clock. Oh uh, there's yeah. no way I'm gonna make it. Late. If yeah. it's starting at nine, <laughs> there's literally no way. I gotta go check I've that out. I've fallen asleep in everyone we tried to really? go to. That's so hilarious. I have really no recommendations as just far as that. Up, yeah, just right. giving up there. Or new shows. Uh a um, show that I'm excited about that just dropped today, or obviously we're recording the podcast a day. Um, a day before it drops, so it will have dropped yesterday if you're listening. Awoke, uh, Lamorne Morris from New Girl is starring in a show that's a Hulu original. Um, it's about uh, Keith, who is an Afri- African American cartoonist on the verge of mainstream success when an unexpected incident changes his life. Uh, he has the ability to uh, talk to cartoons. Um, in this, it's kind of a quirky interesting uh take on uh the real life cartoonist keith knight um who also is the producer for this show so um looks interesting looks like it's gonna be humorous and also uh speaking on social issues right now so yeah looking forward to that um yeah it'll be interesting role for him to play uh coming from you know mostly comedy so uh so yeah that is my i guess what i'm excited to see and and i can't necessarily recommend it because i have not watched it yet but excited to watch so i'll probably check that out today sometime so looking forward to that one yeah yeah i think uh, i think it'll be solid i like him a lot so um that is all yeah that's all we got for this week anything else you'd like to add hannah um thank you so much for oh having yeah for me sure over. thanks for coming this over yeah is such a great surprise i was very excited yesterday good i woke up to this text or i think i no, i've gotten off the boat i'm still yeah. whale watching yeah um <laughs> and i didn't have service out there and it popped up when i got back into service and yeah. i was very excited i was like no way I'm yeah gonna be a guest on dad's podcast so, yeah it's, a, it's yes. a lot of fun so i'm glad you could come on for sure yeah thank um, you so much for having me for sure for sure we'll have to go hiking sometime again yes. soon oh uh, yeah we'll find another one yeah we gotta yeah. find a good one that actually really is an actual that we know how yeah. to get to that, that we know will to, yeah. be for people maybe we should have specified yeah. that in go- the google search <laughs> yeah yeah that we can actually walk on <laughs> yes. um thank you all for listening until next week peace